the idea that we must have such and such in order to be happy is something that comes from outside of us. So the, the simple answer is flip everything else around and understand that this is an inside out universe. Hello, and thank you for joining our podcast, Hope to Recharge, a show that is designed to bring hope, inspiration, motivation, and some practical tips to those that are battling depression and anxiety, and to those that are supporting loved ones that are going through the journey in this difficult time of depression and anxiety. I'm here to tell you, you are not alone, and we will live beyond depression and anxiety. We will share our stories one story at a time in a world of mental health together is better. I'm your host, Matana. Thank you for tuning in. Hello, and thank you for joining me here on Gratitude Thursday. It's Attitude of Gratitude Thursday. I ha- Usually I do this episode on my own, but I came across this lovely lady, Lauren Foster, and I call her the happiness coach because she teaches happiness and how to create happiness and how to not to wait for happiness. She's the founder of BeHappyFirst.org, and she has many, many coaches under her belt. And I'll let her explain the different parts of each coaching um, certification that she has. And her aura, if you can't see her, but her aura is happiness. Like the energy that comes out of her face is true happiness. And you can see that she really mastered it. I'm so honored to have this conversation about how do we create gratitude and that attracts happiness, that creates a better life and the cycle that goes from one thing to the other. So thank you for joining me here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's so very nice to meet you. Same, same, same. I, I kind of thought you were going to describe the color of my aura. I was very interested. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that. An aura. I, 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 I know there are people who actually see auras and see colors, and I think that's fascinating. Yes. I wish that was a skill I had. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe, right. I wouldn't put it far from you because you're very, you could tell that you have a very intuitive part of you to energy. I, I wouldn't say that you can't do it. So maybe you should try it. Maybe I should try it. <laughs> awesome. So Lauren, I want to give the listeners a little bit of a background of, of who you are. I like them knowing who they're listening to. Okay. So you have a lot of certifications for different coaching, life mastery consultant, masters of wisdom and meditation. You're a teacher and you're a med- meditation teacher. You have a lot, a lot going on. So where did where did this journey start and how did you get into it? Okay, well, so a little bit about my history leading up to that is I have always been in sales. I've been a salesperson or an entrepreneur my entire career. Happily, a good dedicated salesperson gets a lot of training in positive psychology and mindset and attitude. And mm-hmm. it's not, it's all geared toward being successful as a salesperson and not necessarily a spiritual happiness type thing. But the side effect is that you get the spiritual and the happiness kinds of things. So I, I was accidentally introduced to the, the principles of positive psychology throughout my career in sales. And then I've always been attracted to when, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a minister. I wanted to travel the world and and carry the word of God. And I just always had this instinct to go and, and share. And so in 2013, th- throughout my sales career, I had great successes and be just a spectacular failures. And it would seem like, <laughs> you know, you can picture this, right? You know, I would find a way to sabotage myself through 
you know, I, I used alcohol a lot as a way to, to destroy any success I was working mm-hmm. towards. And so what I figured out looking back is that my image of who I am and my own self-esteem was, was not growing to match the new levels of success that I had. So the only choice that my psyche had was to pull, pull me back to a place where I was comfortable. So that, that, that has been the most important lesson is that as, as you're making and achieving goals and, you know, redefining what success means and reaching different levels, you have to grow into that. You know, mm-hmm. you have to keep the person that you are mm-hmm. growing as your external world grows. So, um, I had all of this manifested this amazing life for myself and was sitting on my patio, just overflowing with joy at how perfect my life was. Really? And I thought, yeah, like the, what I want to do now is teach other people. Now, there's no such thing as perfect. Right. You know that. But, um, but I was just so happy. My dog was at my feet. I was surrounded by these beautiful mountains that I had, you know, chosen for my home and just everything that I had been trying to manifest over the last two years had all just fallen into place. Mm-hmm. And I, what I wanted was to teach other people to do this too, only quicker, you know, without the, without the heartache and all the crash and burns that I had done. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to be a happiness coach. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't, I thought I made it up. I didn't know there was any such thing as a happiness coach. I thought I invented it and I, I named my company Be Happy First and I just set out to do it. Well, I learned pretty quickly that just because you know how to do something doesn't mean that you know how to teach it. So interesting. Yeah. So I started trying to looking for teachers to teach me how to teach. Mm-hmm. And that's how I arrived at the, um, at David G who taught me to be a masters of wisdom and meditation teacher. His mm-hmm. meditation is a powerful tool. I met Mary Morrissey in the Life Mastery Institute and mm-hmm. got certified as a Life Mastery Consultant or Dream mm-hmm. Builder Coach, both. Those mm-hmm. are two different certifications. That's basically certified as a life coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very interested in food and nurturing your body and mm-hmm. having a lifestyle that you connect with nature and you go barefoot and you you honor sleep and you honor play. So I became a primal health coach, which Mm -hmm. those are those principles. So just gathering tools that will allow me to be a better teacher, to have the greatest impact that I can in letting people really live the lives that they were put here to live and to, you know, live full out in happiness and joy and looking back on their last day going, yeah, this, I, I, I lived this life. And I lived it properly. Yes. Were you always a happy person? I I think that people would describe me growing up as someone who always landed on her feet. That Mm. I I did, I was kind of born with a a bent towards the optimist. Mm. Um, But I also am very extreme. So when I'm not happy, I'm really, really sad. So that those, those extremes are, you know, challenging. Right. Did you teach yourself how with the, be happy first, how to really create those moments, even in sadness, even in deep hurt or deep frustration or disappointment, how to invite the happiness to now? Yes. And that, that kind of brings us to the story of the magic orchid, which I want to tell you. But, and I also want to say that I think it's important to honor your feelings, whatever they are. Absolutely. If you're sad, if you're grieving, if you are hurt, if you're betrayed, there's nothing to be gained by just you know, why blocking away. It. Yeah. Or and pretending. Putting, right. Exactly. Right. So, but you also don't have to set up shop and live there 
you know, right. you don't have to right. move into uh-huh. your grief and depression. Right. I yeah. say it very often, honor the feeling, recognize it, be in it, set aside time for it, and then say, when is it time to move on? Right. Right. And, you know, if someone hurts you, if you have something that falls apart, it's not something that you could just go, okay, I'm over this now. It's going to mm-hmm. come back in little waves and, and it gets better and it gets better and it gets better. As long as you're choosing to put your focus on all the things that are going right, mm. you know, so the story of the magic orchid goes like this. And, and this is a story that my mom told me when I was a little girl and it always stuck with me. And when I decided to use it in my work, I looked for the origins of it. I searched and searched to find mm. out where the story originally came from. And as far as I can tell, my mom made it up, maybe trying to get me to clean my room. I'm not sure. But <laughs> But so I attribute the story to her, but there's a woman and she is just, we don't know exactly why, but she's just incredibly depressed and sad and lonely. And she lives alone amidst a terrible clutter. Her house is just a mess. Every surface is covered with dust and dirty dishes and mail opened and unopened. And she rarely bothers to get out of her bathrobe. And, you know, her whole appearance just reflects this hopeless state that she's in where she just can't find any joy in her life. Well, one day the doorbell rings and she goes to answer it and there's a man and he hands her a, an orchid, a beautiful, beautiful tropic, tropical magical orchid. And there's no card. She doesn't know where it comes from, but she takes it. And as she's looking at this flower, she feels a ray of sunshine creating mm. her heart. She feels a little bit of of interest and admiration for this beautiful flower. Mm-hmm. And so she closes the door and she, she looks around for a place to put her plant and there's not a place. So she sits it down and she clears off a little spot on a table so that she can put the plant there and she puts it there. And every moment that she's spending with this beautiful flower, she's beginning to feel that little spark get bigger and bigger and bigger. So she stands up to look at her plant and, and then notices that the table doesn't go with the plant and the one spot that she's cleared off. So she clears off the rest of the table and cleans it up and shines it up and stands back to look at that and is getting more and more happy about the Mm. whole series of events that are happening. And as she steps back, suddenly the room doesn't match the table. So she cleans up the room and mm. stand and now by now she's getting a little tired. So she decides to take her plant into the kitchen to make herself some tea and a snack and notices that there's no place in her kitchen to mm. put her plant. So this process just repeats itself throughout every room of her house and then to her person and then to her mm. life. And then I and love then, this story. I know. Isn't it a wonderful story? But it's so, so true, by the way. It is. It absolutely is. And this is my favorite tool that I teach my students is every day choose a magic orchid. That is your anchoring ray of sunshine that you can come back to anytime you start to feel out of control of your day. If you're mm-hmm. frustrated or you're angry or you're impatient or annoyed and things are not going right, you can bring mm-hmm. that sunshiny thought to mm-hmm. mind right. and, and, and turn everything back around. That's beautiful. And it really works. And basically you're saying, notice, notice what is working when it's not, when things are not working. And that's where the gratitude work is. The gratitude is inviting that orchid. What is your orchid? What is your gratitude of the day when things are falling apart, when you feel depleted, when you feel that there's no hope? Like this lady that was just depleted. There was nothing. And that tiny little act of kindness. And God gives us kindness every single day. We just don't see it. 
thoughts mm-hmm. because sometimes we're so hurt or frustrated or depleted. So it's hard for us to see the orchids that he puts at our door or right. just it hands us to our hand. And we just have to open our eyes and our heart and our mind and say, this was an amazing orchid I got. I'm grateful. I'm yes. grateful. And the more we see the orchids, it's like a plague that takes over. But for the positive, it just becomes more and more and more and more. It's the truth. Yes. And just the very act of, so you could be on either end of the spectrum. You could be like this lady who is just hopeless that that she can't think of a single good thing. But if if you keep trying, you can think of one thing, no matter how miserable you are, you can come up with one happy thought, Mm -hmm. or you could be at the other end of the spectrum and you're, you're so happy and things are going so well that the, the, the practice of sifting through all the beautiful things in your life in order to choose just one is an amazing way of going, Oh, I have this and this and this. I have so many things to be grateful for. How do I choose just one? But it's wonderful and it's joyful mm. to, to do it and, and to, to get that done. One other thing I want to say in defense of us human beings is that it's kind of biological for us to look for the negative. Because we, we grew up in a hostile, we evolved in a hostile environment where our brains are constantly scanning for things that might kill us, you know, a hole yeah. that we might fall in or a predator that might get us. And mm-hmm. so the primitive part of our brain is just trying to protect us. The good news is we can retrain our minds and we can say, you know what? That's not the world we live in anymore. I choose to think this way. I right. choose to focus on the things that are going great and not the things that are going terrible. I love that story and I'm going to tell it to my children and I'm going to start practicing it with orchids. I happen to love, love, love flowers. When I'm down, mm-hmm. I go buy flowers. People know this. People know this about me that I, when I come back from a travel and I don't have my flowers on the table, I could be jet lag as anything. I run to the store and I buy flowers and I feel alive. I feel smile. Okay. Now, now there's hope. Now we can get through the jet lag. We can get through the whatever we're backlogged on. So I love the orchid idea and I love orchids. Good. I love orchids. They're the, for some reason, they're the, happy, the, the hardest plant to keep alive, which is so interesting, right? That you p- pick that because you really have to nurture it properly, which means that with happiness, we have to nurture happiness properly to mm-hmm. keep it alive. It's really right. not easy. It's not easy. So you spoke about how, when we were talking before, you said to me, how do we create happiness before we have our goals set? So everybody has a dream of, I want to get better. I want to have a better job. I want to have a better spouse. I want to find a spouse. I want children. I want health. I'm sick. I want more money. I want more freedom. Whatever it is that the people, anybody's looking for. We, we have our wish list and they're usually very long. How do we create the mo- the happiness now? The idea that we must have such and such in order to be happy is something that comes from outside of us. So the, the simple answer is flip everything else around and understand that this is an inside out universe, that the wanting of things from a place of lack is never going to bring those things to you. And so you, and, and if your happiness relies on, let's just pick one. If the, uh, my, my lover, my, my soulmate, I can't be happy until I find my soulmate. 
is the opposite vibration of having your soulmate. Mm. Whereas if you have a list of all the qualities that this relationship is going to have, and you have a list of the qualities that this beautiful person is going to have, and you, I mean, do you just, you hear the difference Mm. and you, and you look at that and you, you enjoy the idea of that vast desiring from a place of eager anticipation that is lined up with this thing that you want. So, so you're, you're wanting and desiring from a place of positive expectation. So when you imagine this and you feel that feeling, then you behave like that person who feels that way feels. And then all of these things come together. So I'm already, I know my lover is coming. I, I know that this perfect relationship is just waiting for me to step into it. What am I doing to get ready for it? Has, how do I, how am I showing up in this relationship? Mm. And so then you're already happy. Your lover hasn't shown up yet, right. but you're already happy. And I, I, there's a lot of people who want to argue about what happiness means. Right. And so I want to say happiness, that the definition of the happiness is as vast as there are people. Everybody has their own version of what it means to be happy. And mm. you know what it is. You know how it feels. It feels like joy. It feels like lightness. It feels like love. feels like appreciation. You know, flowers make you feel this way. Petting my dogs and cats makes me feel that way. Everyone has their own definition of the feeling and their way of getting there. But the, the way to get to it is different for everyone and what brings it to them. But that calm love feeling that you were saying, everybody knows what it feels like. Yes. Everybody yes. knows what they what they want in that feeling of yes of exactly now now I will also want to say that that some people calm is not desirable some people love for things to be moving fast and oh, quick and that makes them happy you see what right, I mean right so right. I, I'm like oh let's be calm and peaceful that there are a lot of people that will that would drive them crazy mm-hmm. it's too quiet here mm-hmm. turn something mm-hmm. on turn on right. some noise you know so right. it, it's very individual as to what you right. love and what makes you happy. Interesting. Very, very interesting. How do you practice gratitude in the day-to-day life? Well, the, the magic orchid is the, is when you start off your day in gratitude. And I, I like to do the magic orchid. And I like to periodically do like a 30-day challenge where you write down three new things to be mm-hmm. grat- grat- grateful for every single day mm-hmm. for 30 days. And so you just build and build and build this list and then you review the list every day. And it's just what we're doing is we're training our minds to, to notice. Around. Yes, to, to be aware of things that are great mm-hmm. instead of things that my, my favorite brother right now has a cancer, terrible, the stage four cancer. Mm-hmm. And he's in, yeah, he's in dire, dire circumstances. It is. And, but that's part of being human, that being on this earth means that there's going to be contrast. There's going to be, we're going to love people and we're going to lose them. We're going to, you know, experience things that aren't exactly as we prefer, but that's what makes our tapestry rich. And, Mm. you know, that that it's, it's a, it's an opposite universe. There can't be light without dark. The contrast. Yeah. There can't be happiness without sadness. There can't be, you know, night without day. It's, it's all, everything has its opposites. And if we had nothing to compare it to, then we couldn't find the, the joy and the depth of appreciation in the things that we call good. I really like that point of view that mm-hmm. basically you're saying 
it doesn't mean that every single thing will be happy. Losing something is tragic and it's really hard to be grateful for that. It's really, really, really hard. And maybe it's not, it's not a time to be grateful at that moment at all, ever, ever, ever. But there is things around besides that in our life that we can be grateful for. For example, for having a brother for having family members, to having love, to feel love. Yes, there's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of things that are hurting, but look at the sadness and try to find things that are not in the sadness to be grateful for and rise above because the contrast, as you said, if we were on the same vibration the whole life, we wouldn't be excited for for anything, right? <laughs> we wouldn't be excited. Boring. But, Right. But when we have that low and then we experience a high, the high is so high because of the contrast. And I love that. I never thought about that, that you're saying that it, that there's such a contrast in everything in life and notice it. And what one of the gifts of, and everyone dies. It's a fact of life. But as humans, we, we make it into something much bigger than it is. But still, when, when someone is physically removed from our life, it's sad, but we can use that sadness to add richness and sweetness to all of the other things that are remaining in our lives. Just like you said that, you know, my memories of my brother can never be taken from me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, it, and, you know, he's still alive. There's still, you know, he could bounce I, I, back. Hurts. Yes. Right. And, but either way, my, my heart is hurt because he is in such pain and I right. love Just him. seeing the suffering is, is yeah. so painful. Yes, it is. And so, but have bearing that in mind, helps me to think back over the years of all the great times that we've had together and how precious he is to me and just adds richness and flavor to Mm -hmm. all of those other experiences that if we were all just floating around on fluffy clouds all the time and everybody was going to be here forever, you see what I mean? That's not very, not not a very purposeful moments, right? We have to be focused in the now, make a great life, make every moment count because you have a short, like when you're entering uh, a special place and you have three hours to be there. So you're going to be very focused. How am I going to create every, and you're waiting for that moment to be there. Like, what are you going to do to create great moments that you Mm -hmm. can afterwards take with you and be grateful for? My, my husband's mentor always says, when you are in a grateful moment, record those moments in your mind that when you're depleted, you can go store, go into your storage, pull that grateful moments out and use that as a tool to hold yourself up straight. Yes, I record love that. it. Record it in your mind. And he said, it could be sitting outside when dead of dark and the stars are shining. Notice the stars. Notice them. Record that visual of the stars. Or if it's a, a, a snowy, stormy day and you love the visual, record that visual. Whatever it is, record it mm-hmm. and keep it in your mind and bring it up when needed. That's lovely. That's yeah. an awesome analogy. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And and I like the visual of, so the, the picture my mind formed is a treasure chest that you open up the top and then there's all these beautiful memories in there that look like jewels and gratitudes that I can pull out and get. And uh, that's use. a beautiful imagery. Yeah. You said you were a salesperson your whole life. Mm-hmm. Was it a hard thing to get rejected and to keep in the gratitude, like to focus on when you got a yes versus they say salesmanship is a really hard industry to be in because you get a lot of rejections. But do you remember more the yeses 
to be grateful for as a salesperson or do you remember do you remember more the no's and the rejections and which one is heavier well the the big thing about sales is it it's interesting that you ask this because my whole career as a salesperson I was selling a product usually advertising sometimes mm-hmm. other things but mm-hmm. when someone says no they're not saying no to me they're saying no to that product at that price at that time you, you that's part of the sales training is that you know you go out and expect to get told no 10 times in order to get to the yes, that's number 11. Mm-hmm. And and no doesn't mean no forever. So there's all kinds of games that you play with yourself for, you know, selling product. Now that I am a coach and a teacher and the, the business and the product that I'm selling is me, Mm-hmm. That suddenly becomes a little bit different because when people, you know, if I'm, I'm getting my head around selling my services to people and when they say no, it's more difficult to, to not take that personally because mm-hmm. I'm the product, you know, right. but you have to understand that everyone has their own vibration and that the people that really can and want to learn from me are there and we will find each other just through the vibrations. And so, but the only way that we can do that is if I'm out talking to people, you know, are, are, are you somebody that matches with me? Well, mm-hmm. I would love to be your friend, but no, I don't want you to be my coach mm-hmm. or yeah, I, w- I want you. So we all figure out how we're going to interact with one another by exposure. I think, your I, I think it's, <laughs> no, you know what? I just realized that gratitude is really like a salesperson. Because there's things that you can be really negative about and ask for and not get. In life, we ask for so many things. Can I have this? Can I have that? Can I, no, 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 no. And sometimes the answer is no, or not now, or later, or maybe in a different way. Mm-hmm. But many times it's yes. So how do we celebrate the yeses and be grateful for the yeses and and really notice the yeses versus hypersensitive on the nos? Because I believe that a lot of salesmen and women, people, really have a hard time. There's a burnout rate from the no's. And I think it's the same thing in life. When we get so many no's, how do we celebrate the yeses through gratitude? Like really celebrate them. Well, and again, I think it goes back to what does is, what is no mean? Mm-hmm. And to me, when it's, when it's something that I've asked God for, I've asked the universe for. And when I was looking for this house as a perfect example, mm-hmm. I, I knew and I had a picture in my mind of what I wanted. I wanted, you know, seclusion and some land and a pretty small house. And I had a pretty good picture of what I, what I wanted. And I found something that I thought was what I wanted, but it just wouldn't come together. Mm-hmm. And so instead of, instead of thinking that the universe told me no, mm-hmm. I thought the universe said, this isn't the perfect one, Lauren. The perfect one is coming. So it's right. not, it's not that, no, you can't have this. It's, I've got something better. There's, uh, there's something better coming. Just right. hang on, hang on just a minute for the better thing. Yeah. And we, as humans, sometimes we focus so long on the door that closed that mm-hmm. we miss all the doors that are opening around constantly, us. So, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like that. You know what? I really like that. I, I like the fact that we have to change our perspective and 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 hyper focus on what is open, the doors that are open mm-hmm. and and invite the gratitude there. And as you said in the beginning, when you radiate what you radiate in your emotion, if you're keep on getting, oh, my God, I got another no. 
you're so frustrated, you're going to invite more no's. You're going to invite more no's. But if you're hyper-focused on, wow, this is so awesome. I got a yes. I'm so excited. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is all so awesome. I guarantee that the next yes will come faster in anything in life. It just is like that. And that is absolutely true. And if in, in a sales point of view, whenever, you know, I'm thinking back to, I mean, you're forming relationships with everyone that you call on, whether they say yes or no. Mm-hmm. And if they say no, mm-hmm. you know, you're, there's all kinds of things to be grateful in that. You can just, mm-hmm. you know, I made a new friend. I have a new person that is on my list of people that I contact. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, the third time or the fourth time or the fifth time that you ask them, Mm-hmm. They say, you know what? This is a good time. I'm going to say yes now. And mm-hmm. in the meantime, you've had this fun relationship with them. That absolutely. is not. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yes, absolutely. Wow, Lauren. Well, now from now on, I'm going to see everything in a different perspective of like the yeses and nos and really celebrate the nos, celebrate them, mm-hmm. celebrate them as right. not yet, or this is not the one, the great one. There's better coming. Right. Celebrate it. Even if we don't know the reason, it doesn't matter, right? Is the negative energy going to help you? No, not. (laughs) So celebrate it from a place of some, there's a bigger picture. We don't know what it is, but we're moving with positive energy, with gratitude, with, with seeing what is working and choosing, we're choosing to be grateful for that. No, we're choosing. Positive expectation. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's a really a choice. Lauren, this is fascinating. Can you tell my listeners um, where they can find you. So there's the, the be best, happy first. Right. The best place to find the, where, where we're in the process of tearing apart the website and rebuilding it and um, adding some online courses and things like that. So you can go to behappyfirst.org and there's lots and lots and lots of stuff there. Mm-hmm. But Be Happy First on Facebook, our business page, that's where we, we do a Facebook live every Tuesday and Thursday at noon mm-hmm. Eastern nice. time where we cover, like this week, we're talking about self-esteem and mm-hmm. how to use affirmations and journaling to build up your image of yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, like we were talking about before, increasing your sense of deserving. And, you know, yes, I am making more money. I'm creating a bigger life and I'm stepping into and becoming a person that can accommodate that life. Right. And the tips and tricks to do that. So, and then if you're there with us on that group, then we're able to send you to all of the other things. We have a Chrome extension called Be Happy First Today. That Mm -hmm. is an astounding little personal electronic journal coach in your pocket type of thing. So we have a lot of things going on, but Facebook Be Happy First is the place that you'll get the most up-to-date information. Great. I want to ask you one last question. Okay. I usually don't ask, I don't, I don't discuss hope on Thursdays because it's all about gratitude, but I'm, I'm curious to know because you, you seem like somebody that, that creates this all the time. What does hope mean to you? Oh, hope, hope is faith that things are going to continue to get better and better and better. And that the entire universe and all the forces of nature are conspiring for my good Mm -hmm. and your good and the good of the flower of every living being. Mm -hmm. And to me, and, and hope is like the elixir that will help you through any situations and the difference between someone who is suffering like my, like my brother. Mm-hmm. So suffering through physical pain while having hope is a completely different place than suffering 
in despair. So true. It, it's, it's like so turning true. your face to the sun is the image that I get when I think of hope. Yeah. In a snowy day, turning your face to the sun. Yeah. And just feeling that warm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for joining us and sharing your wisdom on being happy and creating happiness through gratitude, because really that's one of the fundamental steps of creating and inviting happiness. It's gratitude, noticing that orchid. I love it. Yes. Every time I'm going to look at my orchid, I'm going to think of Lauren now every yes. single day. My orchids, I'm going to think of Lauren and create it. Be happy now first, happy like first, first. first. Yes. That, that starts by the happiness and then everything comes. Guys, thank you for listening with to this wisdom. Thank you for joining us on Attitude of Gratitude Thursday and go create your gratitude. Go start noticing your orchids. Bring them into your home. Invite them and start your garden of orchidry. If that's a word on orchidry. (laughs) Well, Well, that's my word now. Hashtag. (laughs) You can join us on our Facebook group, Hope to Recharge. You could share your gratitude. You can share your pain. You can share your wishes and desires. We're here to talk together to create a safe place for everybody to be okay with whatever is going on, even if it's not okay at the moment. Happy Thursday. Thanks for joining us. I would like to take this opportunity to thank betterhelp.com that is helping our listeners access therapy through an online platform that's easy to access through a phone, computer, tablet. You can choose your therapist and it is super affordable. No matter where you are in the world, if you want a licensed therapist, just go to betterhelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. You will get a 10% off on your first month. Try it out. If you don't like your therapist, there's so many more that you can choose from. And it goes by category. It's so awesome. If you want a relationship therapist or do you want an anxiety therapist, you want a depression bipolar, schizophrenia, anything that you want. There's a category of therapists that specialize in exactly what you need. And they really help you find the therapist you need. So go to betterhelp.com forward slash hope to recharge. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P forward slash hope to recharge. Take advantage of this amazing offer and get the help you need. Thank you for joining us and taking the time to listen. I really appreciate it. Please hit the subscribe button so you can hear further episodes. If you are listening to us on iTunes, please leave feedback and ratings below. Let us know if there's any topic that you would like to hear from us in the future. Bye till next time.